Hello, universe. It's 420 a.m. So, yeah. Time to turn off the old Southern Cross. And see if I can't cross myself here. Wow. Well, that was huge. <clears throat> and that was a Cindy 99 White Widow hybrid mix of these little syrupy diamonds. And I got to tell you, man, this is, in my opinion, unless you're going to get into that cold-pressed rosin shit that is too expensive for anybody's reasonable budget. 80 bucks a gram of hash is, I don't know, that's a limit that I will never cross. But 25 bucks a gram for these diamonds? Hmm. I'll take three, please. So, if you are a marijuana smoker and you have not been able to dabble in mm, <clears throat> extracts to the extent that any state with legalized recreational weed allows you to partake. Get yourself to a state with legal recreational weed. The difference is <laughs> worth it, for one. It is consistently the best mood stabilizer I know of and, frankly, has made me a, a devoted... Am I devoted to marijuana? Huh. I believe I am. Uh, <clears throat> that said, I still think I'm going to take May off just for the hell of it because... My taking March off got uh, interrupted <clears throat> in a way that May won't. So uh, I would like to just put a solid 31 days of complete abstinence of anything that would be considered a narcotic. I would like to have that as part of my 2023. Since I kind of deplussed it in March I think I got to come correct and do it again in May. So there's that. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to smoke like a chimney between now and the 30th. Because April has been... April has been upheaval uh, in more than just the ways that I've uh, intentionally set myself into uh, a, a pattern of, of disorder just to have to come through it. Um, I, I, I will say this much, but this is it. I'm not talking about this again until I have something other than this to say. And that is, I really thought I was done with all this. <sighs> Girls. Yeah, anyway, uh, so there will be discussion of no more of that, but hung up, as Madonna would say, or maybe even just sorry, right, Madonna? Uh, I love you, Madonna. I mean, in the universe of unbelievable coincidental timing that, as I looked at my recording at 420, I'm thinking of you, Madonna. I have appreciated your work and influence in my life and music while on drugs. Um, I mean, you're, you're easily in the top ten. And for women, I think you're number one. Just because you have such a wide variety of music to listen to compared to, say, um, uh, <clears throat> 
Patsy Cline or uh, Dusty Springfield or Lily Allen even. But I, I don't know that you're better than Lily Allen. I just think you have more to offer. And maybe you're better than Lily Allen. I don't know. That's a tough call. Lily Allen's fucking almost perfect. Almost perfect. Okay. What am I here to talk about today? Madonna, Lily Allen, and... Well, my multimeter. The reason I'm up at 4.20 in the morning is because I literally have been doing house chores until now, and I finally stopped myself for like the 19th time, but this time it's stuck from doing one more thing, which I've been doing to get myself all the way to 420 in the fucking morning. But considering I had 811 things to do, knocking the first 106 of them off the list, well, you know, we're uh, we're looking forward to crossing the 25% mark sometime today. And then, once we're a quarter of the way through the game, well, it's time to go get some snacks. Smoke a blunt. Unless it's May. In that case, I will just be rehydrating through the natural goodness of water and yogurt and peanut butter <clears throat> and some other stuff. But May is going to be a bland month. Okay. My multimeter is... I haven't found it yet. And I've been looking for it for 24 hours. And since I've been basically cleaning the shit out of my house in those 24 hours, I'm starting to wonder where the fuck my multimeter is. And my multimeter... I speak of it like this is some piece of treasured tool hardware that uh, I've signed in hot woodworking implements so that it stays all nice and mine. Uh, no. In fact, I think I have three of them. I know I've had three of them at once in the past. I know of the three, I did give one away to somebody, which leaves me two, and I can't find either one. I know I for sure have the green one because I've seen it recently, but I have no idea where. And whether or not the yellow one's still kicking around, I can't remember seeing that for a while. So that one could long be gone. But where's my green multimeter? And this is the kind of stupid tool that could literally be anywhere. Anywhere. It could be with my electronic shit. It could be in my garage. It could be with my... Uh, electrical wiring stuff. It could be in my electrical junction box. Box. It could be anywhere. It is the single most, I guess that goes here, tool I might own. It literally could just go into almost any box. It's like my, my point and detect temperature gun. That sucker could be anywhere at any time I never know where it is unless I've just seen it. My multimeter lives in the same exact bedroom as that little stupid heat point Harbor Freight ripoff. Actually, that thing works. I'll give it up. Harbor Freight, once in a while, that little $12 gun has stuck around. And I got to say, considering the Klein one was 99 bucks, that's a huge win, Harbor Freight. Way to go. Now, about all those clamps. <sighs> um, anyway, I need it because of all the things to happen in the week that you have all the free time to do as much laundry as you want. Well, the dryer fucking stopped heating. And this dryer has been a champ for, what year is it? Jesus, 13? It's been, it's been 12 years at least, maybe 13. Not a hiccup. Not a single one. And oh yes, of course I clean the lint screen every time I run a load. Uh, no, I have pulled lounge chairs out of my lint screen 
literally enough fluff that I could just put it on the ground, sit down, and probably be comfortable. So, uh, this is long overdue, I'll admit. I, I am. I mean, to say I have some neglect uh, issues coming due for some things that I've neglected through life, um, yeah, this dryer would be one. Not that I've mistreated it, per se, but I've done no proactive maintenance. I've done no traditional cleaning other than once in a while deep cleaning the lint screen because something fell down there. I've never taken the back panel off, which I'm about to do today. I've never even done anything remotely maintenance-oriented other than getting rid of that lint. That's it. So 13 years of basically commercial-level success, because it has dried fantastically. If anything, it's too hot. So, today I get to figure out what the hell's wrong with my dryer. And, um, that's just one of the tasks I didn't get to as I spent all day rearranging my house back to the way that it should always be. It's funny, I've lived here for, well, 20 years now. And I think I've configured, the main room is sort of an uh, open room all the way to the back of the house. You, you can see the back of the house from the front door, but you can't really, I mean, you can just see the back of the house. You can't navigate your way through there easily, but because it's open that way, there's nothing but free space to arrange. <clears throat> and so I've arranged it in every sensible and cockeyed layout possible. And the last one <clears throat> was by far the most uh, convoluted. And I basically let Lily decide where we were going to put the TV in the desk. And then from there, fill in the rest. So we ended up with the TV in the only corner that it doesn't make sense to have it because it's where the sun directly hits. So it's constantly uh, needing to be uh, the... the Curtains need to be drawn just to watch anything until 5 o'clock. That's it. I don't watch any TV, so I didn't really give a shit. But it also is the corner where the refrigerator is on the other side of the wall. So between the TV uh, heat and the refrigerator heat, I don't know what happened in that corner, but it killed my plant. And it's just... <sighs> I'm so glad to finally wash Lily out of my life which is essentially what I'm doing. This whole purging of everything that I can get my hands on that is unnecessary in my life, either selling it, throwing it away, or giving it away. It's just time to almost be ready to pack a car tonight to leave tomorrow if I have to. I just don't need all this shit. I don't need it. But a van full of stuff, if I had to guess. Maybe a large van, but still. And if you take the animals out of the equation, well then, yeah, no question. And so, drilling myself down to basics, thinking the most basic thoughts I can, getting myself organized in my house, reducing myself to the things that I need, the things that I use, and the things that I will use, and get rid of everything else and be as benevolent getting rid of stuff as I possibly can. Always find uses for things that are useful, even if you're not using them, which is easy for things like bicycles, but can be harder for things like crappy uh, end tables that frankly are falling apart. So, Thanks to the cheap shit from China that we all own that is deteriorating no matter what we're doing with it, um, we're left with an enormous amount of trash in this country. So much so that as I started thinking through the disconnects I feel with American life, I started realizing how many of them I have. And honestly, I had a list of nine in minutes. Maybe 
single-digit minutes. But no more than 20, and no more than 15, really. These were easy to come up with. In fact, I came up with three or four more that are pretty good. So this list could easily be 29. But it's too depressing to make it that big. Nine's enough. And, okay, I could be wrong on some of these. Fine, you tell me how. Because I could be right about all nine of them. And I think I am. And that's, I guess, maybe the most... Hmm. <sighs> Unexpected point of life to arrive is to be able to say that these nine statements, which I say with absolute clarity of mind and complete conviction of what they mean, are in fact true. And if you told me at the age of 10, hell, 20, 28, that I'd be saying these nine things with conviction at 53, <laughs> I'd have bet, what, my soul on it? Sure. What soul? Let's bet my soul against a million dollars. There was no level at which I could have known how much my life was going to redirect in the 25 years since. And <clears throat> it's not even the 25 years since, it's the last 10. And the last 7 to 8, if we're being absolute about what I know were the beginnings of my metamorphosis. And, I, I mean, I don't know if that's... If, the unwinding of 9-11 was the first sobering moment, thinking, okay, maybe I'm not being led by the angels that I thought I was. Maybe there's more dirty dealing going on than I had even considered possible. Oh, in fact, that's totally true. In fact... It's nauseating to start to unwind that ball of twine, right? It's, it's, it ruins your life, essentially. It rips apart everything that you foundationally believe in. Trust <laughs> dissolves into a puddle of meaninglessness. Self-interest is the only thing you can see in everything that's going on. And as all that's happening, one of the single most self-interested people on the planet, admittedly, flips into some sort of selfless get-outside-on-the-corner-and-offer-people-help-until-somebody-takes-you-up-on-it mode. In an unknowing sort of progression, at least initially, I just found myself acting completely differently. Never intending for it to be that way, just spontaneously coming up with new ways to relate to people, new activities to pursue, new perspectives on the world. I just, it's as if the closest I can come to describe it is if you, if the soul is divisible and let's say you split yourself into five pieces and at some point two of those pieces are destroyed in the realities that they exist in so those parts of your soul rejoin you. Like as if you're gaining yourself more completely. And it's, it is the, uh, I don't even know, but I mean, of all the things that are hard to accept, the idea that I'm gaining wisdom, perspective, knowledge, and true, um, true understanding of the world 
without trying. It's like I wake up knowing stuff that I didn't know when I went to sleep. Or I approach a scenario that I don't realize I'm even trying to solve a problem because it's not until I recognize that I'm seeing a problem for the first time in this scenario and about to solve it. A problem I've never recognized before, even though I've been in the scenario a hundred times. So, these instances started to pile up enough that I thought, well, what the fuck's going on? Like, I don't even know how I could have seen that, uh, you know, gathered enough information to make a point about that, let alone to have made that point something of value enough to change it going forward. I mean, just all these things in my life almost were happening around me, but I was the agent participating in the activities. It was just like somebody else was calling the shots <clears throat> or the me that was manifesting was uniquely likable, like personally, because a lot of the me's I'd manifested until then, well, they had issues. They were used me's that were ready to be traded in on a new me. And oftentimes the new me wasn't any better than the old me. So when I go through this progression, I think, well, this is just another phase, right? <clears throat> I'm just spitting out uh, barf truths as a persona of, what, last resort. I'm finally down to blurting out the sort of mm, misguided truth statements that make people uncomfortable. And not like, hey, you're fat. No, like... You know, I don't know if Dark Necessities has become my favorite song to listen to on Mushrooms, but it's easily one that goes into the beginning of the whole progression. You don't want to leave out Dark Necessities. Um, oh, no, I thought we were talking about donuts? Oh, never mind. No, I, I don't know why I ended up on Red Hot Chili Peppers. It just happens. And... <clears throat> That's a, an actual example of a conversation that I had with my boss at Kroger. And I'm thinking, I don't know if they know that I take mushrooms. I don't know if they care, but they're certainly now going to make judgment. And they did care. They actually told me that conversations like that were not appropriate in the workplace. And that should it occur again, I would find myself in what we would like to call a write-up situation. So... With Kroger, I skipped the whole write-up situation and just went straight for getting fired. Um, because, I mean, if you're, if you're going to have ill will, I mean, is there a reason to come back and hope for better? No. No, cut that cord and get the fuck out. All right. So, speaking of cutting the cord and getting the fuck out, how about we do that with this recording? Hang on one second, because I do need to blow my nose. All righty. So, I do realize that um, I mentioned people like Lily and never mentioned what their role in my existence is. Lily is a delusional schizophrenic who walked in my back door in full-on delusion in a time of my life, especially given a couple of coincidental pieces of information that Lily happened to deliver, um, I thought I was being pranked by a good friend. And uh, so I let this uh, delusional schizophrenic basically unwind in my living room for about two hours before I started to understand that this wasn't a, ga a gag at all, that some random woman had walked in my back door. Um... And uh, started a, a frenemies situation. More friend than enemy, but oh my God, enemy too. Um, with this individual for uh, six and a half years and basically cut the umbilical cord uh, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago at this point. And geographically now separated by four states 
Uh, I doubt there's much lily in my future. I'm sure there's some lily in my future, but not like the consistent presence that six years of having a delusional schizophrenic as basically your only friend in a reclusive period of self-introspection, well, it certainly gives you some cray-cray to uh, toss about when you're trying to think about whether or not you're crazy. So, true mental um, uh, um, What does she do? She gathers information in a way that's distorted, but the distortions are labels that she's throwing things into. In other words, what Lily likes to do, or what I've seen in six years of her behavior as her main challenge to keep it all straight, is she'll get on a theme, let's say, um, birthdays. And everything will be about birthdays. doesn't matter what is being related, whether it's a discussion of the corporation Taco Bell. Oh, well, their founding date was blankety-blank. And so, I mean, it, it, it's a bizarre fixation that is always active and usually cloaked until you start to understand, oh, today is about uh, pie, or today is about um, bowling alleys. Who knows? But there will be a thematic uh, delusion in the scattered thoughts that come from everywhere. And in a way... If you listen to her for a long time, then you start to hear the long-term subject matters that are only ever discussed in metaphorical language. And honestly, our subject matters, you can challenge back in those metaphorical uh, realities, which is fascinating. And I will admit, that I will probably never learn more about life through the contact of another human being as, I, as much as I did from Lily. And if I were to play any of the conversations that I have recorded or any of the videos, God forbid, that I recorded to protect myself, um, you'd think I, I was nuts. That there's no way to gain value from the chaotic circumstance that is Lily's presentation to the universe. But over time, I'm telling you, it takes a while to figure out how it's composed, what the different dances are that she's doing, and the ways that she'll protect herself from any possibility of being vulnerable. But she opens up eventually. It just may be via a discussion about pastry chefs from France, where all of a sudden you'll understand that what she's discussing about the abuse of the system is the abuse that she suffered somewhere along the way. And all of these ways in which she can be nuanced and indirect and off-topic and scattered and tangential are almost the fluff part of her circumstance. The truly spooky part of her is how quickly she'll flip from anything to anything else. There's no rhyme or reason to it. She can go from feeling a jealous rage toward her non-existent brother about uh, a baby doll he stole in their childhood, all of which is completely fabricated. 
and being still so mad about that that she's carrying around a carved squash that looks like uh, uh, somebody tried to carve a, a, a snowman and it's melting and claim that this is the baby that her brother had buried somewhere and she has found. All these like prop type delusions, I mean, full on <laughs> commitment to the bit, to say the least. Um, and in the midst of this rage of nonsense, immediately flip into a love story about the man behind her as she was getting her ID renewed at the Treasury Department. Who, of course, maybe had smiled at her or nodded uh, for her to move forward. Who knows what? Likely very little interaction whatsoever, just judging by how Lily acts in public. But it'll be 20 minutes of the worst romantic uh, floral verbiage you've ever heard. And then she can flip into um, vice president mode where everything's about making lists and getting out timesheets and figuring out what's going on with all the waste around here. I mean, and, and, and even sometimes in those modes, actually doing something productive, like it's just, uh, to, to unbreak your own mind. I think sometimes seeing the challenges that a truly broken mind faces is the best remedy there is. And and never and I look, I hope Lily succeeds in life to the the most fantastic imaginable place she can get. The problem with Lily is there's no there's not enough continuity to get anywhere. Everything's just a start and a stop. A start and a stop. There there's very little hope for anything purposeful if everything that you do is being interrupted either by your head not following through all the way to the end or people around you telling you we're well, fucking nuts man fuck out of here get away from me none of those help either so that tangent you're welcome lily um, tells you who Lily is. And since I think she's the only character I've mentioned in my life, I'm going to move on to my list. And the way I'm thinking about this is, it's, it's like I must have somehow let the nation down. Because these are disconnects that, okay, I might have turned around for a while when MAME came along on my PC and I could play Donkey Kong and Defender and Gyrus and all these other games, literally from my arcade youth on my PC, I might have spent seven or eight years not looking at the world. I don't even uh, know that it couldn't have been 12 years. But there was a period of time where I must just have almost been, uh-huh, whatever, do it, whatever you said, whatever, without thinking or listening to anything that was actually happening or transpiring in the environment in which I actually lived. Because, uh, I'll be honest, I wrote these down and then went to get the verifiable data that I was right. And even I was stunned at some of the shit that this indicates. So, I feel that. I, I let the United States down because somewhere... If I'd have been paying attention, I think I could have held us back from being in the position we are on all nine of these. Well, no, I couldn't have. Maybe I could have saved us from one. Let's be honest. But we are... <sighs> I don't think anybody in America right now would say that we've got all of our uh, ducks in a row and everything pointed in exactly the direction we wanted headed. I don't think anybody would even claim that we have any of that going on right now. So, I'm not saying this is a cynical list. It's a critical list. 
And it's a list of things that, frankly, I can't abide by these things in the country in which I live. So I guess they're going to have to change. So let's start with number nine, the obvious one. I think in some ways I knew that this was happening, even though I was always turning my head around not to watch. But our military has grown so enormous that it's really the whole point of the country is to create enough chaos somewhere in the world that we can sell both sides enough ammunition, guns, and tanks and other ways of dismembering the human body until we do it again somewhere else. And as we go in and clean up the messes that we create, well, then we set up a base, take over the resource allocation production, basically streamline the entire planet's pipeline to the American exceptional citizens' proclivity. Yes, that's a word that doesn't belong there. But if we're going to be inflated, like our opinion of ourselves drives us to be exceptional, well, then I'm going to have a proclivity for using words that may be a little fluffy. So, yeah, the military, what the fuck is with us and guns? Honestly, even a gun nut, just tell me, why are we also the only military on the planet with the kind of budget that the next 14 countries combined don't equal? It's it's so askew that a lot of people don't even think it's a problem. This is so far outside of what a reasonable nation in a world of cooperative governance should be doing that, of course, the rest of the world is afraid of us because we keep putting loaded handguns in little cubby holes in everybody's fucking apartment when we visit them saying, oh, don't worry about that. I might need it later, so I'll be back. And then we don't show up for 44 years. Until, oh, turns out you have lithium. So we're interested in you. And uh, you should be interested in us according to these terms. And these terms only. Don't abide. And, (laughs) well, our CIA has found ingenious ways to create heart attacks. So we run the world from a position of brute force We have more guns than you. We are willing to use them, as we've proven with the atomic weaponry that has been ours and ours alone to deploy. I mean, we're the fucking bullies. So this is the biggest disconnect of all for me. I am not a bully. I don't own a gun. I've never even held a gun. I have held a shotgun, I think. Um, I know it was like an antique piece of hardware, so I'm not really sure that it qualifies as a shotgun. It just looked like what I've used in Resident Evil that is a shotgun. So, that's my knowledge of guns. Now, my knowledge of knives is a little more in-depth because I do cook. But again, having held once in my life a ninja throwing star when I was in 5th or 6th grade, uh, and probably at the time fearing it more than I would like to admit even now. I'm just, this isn't me. I have no tendency toward violence. I have zero tendency toward it. I never get violent. And I get upset, angry. I even get furious. I even get... But I don't get violent. Why? Where does that go? What does it do? And unless you are literally stopping an inappropriate violent act through restraining someone that may require violence on your part, I can't imagine reacting with anything of physical nature toward another human being, no matter how angry they made me. So, okay, I'm not 
taking everything off the table like, oh, so if someone sits there and just shoots your mom and then shoots your dad and then shoots your sister, you're just going to go, hey, man, let's hug it out. I get that there are atrocities in the world that can drive one to doing berserker events of retaliation. But I'm a white middle-class American. How many Seinfeld episodes do you think I uh, can equate to those kinds of experiences? I'd say zero. So call me naive, call me pampered, call me in a cocoon of non-reality compared to those of us who grow up in Zimbabwe. I believe you. I believe you have a much, much, much tougher life than I do. So violence and its place in your life may be different. But in my life, I don't want to live in a country that has a military budget that exceeds the next 14 civilized nations. It's a statement that's as far away from who I really am as my nation can make. So, ah, starting with that. All right, number eight. We have the most locked up nation. We're the most locked up by people total. We have more prisoners in jail than any other country, including China, India, you name it. Who has 1.3 billion people? Oh, India. How many prisoners do they have? Fewer than America with our 330 million people. It is insane. It is insane. It's as if our whole point of social structure is to figure out ways to create laws that can entrap people into sentences of 10 plus years. We're just here to litigate. Tell you, oh, that was wrong. Now you got to pay. Boop. Into the jail. I mean, what we do to our citizenry in terms of punishment and the demeaning persona that's adopted by anybody forced into the circumstance that is subject to the justice system. I'm not saying there aren't legitimate reasons to have a justice system. But why is the country with 4% of the world's population, why does it have 25% of the prisoners? Why? How is that possible? How is it possible? Well, because here in America, you fuck up. Get what's coming to you. Maybe that's just a 10-minute turnaround stare in the corner for a while because your teacher got pissed at you for speaking out of turn because that ain't such a big law to break. But you get caught with a pound of marijuana in your trunk. Fuck, man, that's 30 years of your life that you just gave up to the state of Georgia. 30 years. Because you had some plant matter in your car. I mean, yeah. There are laws that are sensible. And then there's America. Where your chances of being a felon in this country. 7% of all over 21, over 18, sorry, males, 7% have a felony. 7%. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. <clears throat> so, oh, and uh, if you want to look up some of the stats on this, they'll just... We are as... Well, there's one other one that we're further away from second place. But we, are, we have as comfortable a lead in prisoner population, prisoner potential, prisons being built for profit. I mean, you name it. If there's something in the penitentiary uh, arena, America is the one at the trade show to fucking get in their booth. They're the ones doing the fucking shit. They got the real goddamn skin in the game. I mean, not even Israel plays a game like we do. Israel loves their people. They just hate everybody else. I'm kidding, Israel. I'm kidding. You don't hate everybody. Do you? 
I don't think you do. Okay. Um, so we're the most locked up nation. We have the largest military in the world. And when you come to number seven, well, I mean, it's probably understandable already, but it's going to be more understandable later that, of course, we're the most suicidal. Of course we are. <sighs> and this doesn't even count what's coming next. We might as well throw them together because we're also the most ODing nation in the world by a lot. Um, I suppose because we do get the better drugs, we get them a lot. The CIA runs that shit up here like, I mean, there is a constant pipeline of incoming high-level narcotic product. So we offer the avenues to OD in so many different ways, but the opioid crisis is legit. I mean, this fentanyl shit is fucking people up. I mean, I'm not sure that you can call all the 81,000 ODs that were experienced in, I think, 2022, maybe 2021, maybe 2016. That's another thing. Data for this shit's hard to find because the stories are horrific. The year 2020... ODs in America went up somewhere between 30 and 40%. Now, yeah, we spent seven months shut in under COVID restrictions. So, of course, they went up. They went up 40%. Some categories went up 70, 80%. Like, this has become such a problem that looking up the stats made me think, holy fuck, I already knew this was a problem. This is, this is now, I don't, I don't know how this one gets solved because it's prescription drugs. It's what doctors are giving people that's killing them. Now, that's not all of the story, but that's where the spikes in overdoses in 2020 came from. And that's where the spikes in all of 2021, 2022, 2023 are synthetic, heroin, fentanyl. Fentanyl's in everything now. It's in Coke. It's in Crystal. It's in everything. And it's killing people. In America, it's killing us in record numbers. So, how many of those ODs are suicides? Probably quite a few. But the true suicides, the ones that we can actually say, Yep, I mean, uh, did they know the Clintons? Well, then it's a suicide. Um, it's not so much that we always know what a suicide is. To be turned to suicide, you have to clearly show that you did it. And so anything like falling asleep on train tracks. I mean, okay, that's a suicide in Arkansas. But in most of the world, that would just be considered death by idiocy, I think. I'm not even sure. But it's the ones that are clearly suicides that get tallied in the 41,000 people who chose to get the fuck out of here last year. 41,000. And 81,000 or 88,000, I don't remember the numbers now, but let's just say 120,000 people last year either OD'd or committed suicide. That's the entire town of Colorado Springs. It's like a Michael Crichton novel. So, yeah. Number seven. We got six more to go. I'm not going to do them all this long. This is too depressing. Oh, no. We did seven and six together. So, suicides. ODs. Yay. Exception. Oh. Number five. This one's easy. We are by far the, the nation in the most debt. Personal debt? Yep. COVID didn't do uh, wonders for that either. 
This is a nation of credit cards. And credit card debt is where the last 18 months of personal debt has all gone. It's not going to anything else. It's not going to auto loans. It's not going to uh, real estate. It's not going... Those are all flat trends. The spike trend is credit cards. Because, of course it is. Everything costs twice as what it used to cost three years ago. So, anybody who has budgeted their lifestyle to remain somewhat constant over a three-year period is now facing uh, double the costs in their budget. So their credit cards are getting whipped out. We are, we are so in debt compared to some nations that some nations don't even have a debt number for personal debt. There's just no such thing. You can't be in personal debt. But you can be in personal debt in America. And in fact, if you're in America and you aren't carrying somewhere around ten dollars or $11,000 of personal debt, then what are you doing? I mean, come on. Seriously, we're dependent on you. Go open a fucking Kohl's card or get yourself down to Kroger and fill an application out for one of their pay-now, fill-up Visa cards and start getting some credit. If you don't go into debt around here, Honestly, what are you even doing? So, that's not going to change anytime soon. But, neither is number four. And this one's sad. We're so far ahead of everybody else that this is the one that when I said, okay, we have more people locked up than the rest of the world. Yeah, we do by a lot. But we are this ten times our, our lead in prisoners is what we have in this category. And that's straight up waste. We are the most wasteful nation on earth four times over. We are four times more wasteful than the next most wasteful nation, which is, you got it, China. Because they have 1.4 fucking billion people. We have 330 million. We are more wasteful than China. By four times. We create four pounds of trash a day. Five pounds, in some estimates. Each of us. That's sick. We have the least... We have the least conscientious social... Uh... <laughs> nobody on, on planet Earth is worse than America when it comes to thinking about how to keep the planet pretty for the next generation. How to keep the resources available for the next generation. I mean, of course, that doesn't surprise you. It's just disappointing. Alright, top three. Let's get rid of them. I mean, that wasn't intended to be on topic, but when the next one is, we are by far the most mass shooting country in the history of the galaxy, I think. In the history of the universe, maybe. I mean, if if you had 14 trillion years, could you come up with a country that had more random mass shootings than the United States of America? I mean... All the ingredients necessary to create this boiling kettle of insanity? I don't know. I mean, oh, God, there's so much work to get all those guns out there into the public sphere and then all the bullets and all the anger and all the angst and all the desperation and all the boys that can't get laid. I mean, it's just like, fuck! Ugh! Yep. Exceptional we are. Um, frankly, I mean, in its own twisted way, maybe that's the only one on here that's worth a shit. At least there's a chance you'll die in a random violent act today. So there's that. All right. Number two. Uh, <laughs> we are now out of 46, uh, 
what do they call them? First world nations? We are 46 out of 46. Lowest in the world in terms of trusting our media. That's right. We have finally fallen into last place. Which, when you think about some of the media when you travel this world, well, yeah, it's all better than ours. All of it. All of it. There's a reason that if I really want to know what's going on, I have to go to foreign news services. Because America doesn't offer any legitimate media anymore other than alternative media and you have to know your sources and you have to have gained your trust in those sources because everybody else is full of shit or full of message or full of slant full of bias it doesn't matter they're full of something instead of truth instead of plain fact they are spinning narrative all day long everybody all the time which is one of the reasons I try not to do any of that. If I tell you something, I tell it to you today in a way that I expect to be held accountable for it 10 years from now, in a way that I expect to be held accountable for it 10 seconds from now. It is with complete and utter respect for you that I do this. Because I feel like I am maintaining most of my thought patterning from now till next year, till the year after that, till the year after that. While some things will evolve and some things will change and some things will flat out 180. Most of what I'm doing is consistent from year to year. And so all of this turmoil that we're suffering, all of this bullshit about, well, I didn't say that. Okay, well, here you are on tape saying it. Well, I didn't say that last year. Okay, here you are saying it last week. Okay, fuck off, buddy. The lack of accountability, the lack of willingness to face the issues because of all the shit that has piled up to get us into the positions we're in that then has to be somewhat aired for us to get out of the situations that we're in. I get it. Everybody has some fuck up in the equation. And some of us have spent our entire lives mastering the art of fucking up in our equation. But... The longer we just pretend that that's not what's happening, the more this shit's going to go wrong. And finally, it's going to go wrong in the kind of way that it's all wrong. Now we're in chaos. Now everybody is grabbing a gun and shooting tomatoes. And once that dust settles and the 19% of us that are left, well, we'll do it the hard way. Or we decide now's the time for everyone to stop. Stop the shenanigans. Stop the illegal behavior. Stop all the shit. Stop it all. And let's start building back a civilized society the way it's supposed to be. We all lost our way in the 20th century, or at least a lot of us did. And the 21st century is all about cleaning up our act. I'm not saying everyone has to go to jail. I'm not saying anybody has to go to jail. What I am saying is everybody needs to come clean of the shit that they're pulling so that we can get past it and move on to something that's actually egalitarian and a benefit for all of us. That is my silly mission. To try to convince the planet that a reset button is better than just letting this current service pack run its course because... There's nothing but glitches and fucking frustration at the end of this road. Which, coincidentally, the end of this road. Number one, way that apparently my nation, while I had my back turned, has gone off its rocker. Is any of this exceptional talk whatsoever? Stop it. Stop it because we're in a position now where we're dribbling grenades out of our pockets wherever we walk, which has the, the whole world terrified. We're knuckleheads. And we're carrying 16 automatic weapons with us at all times. And we're knuckleheads. And frankly, our knuckleheadedness is getting knucklier. The world has a reason to fear our 
mm, fraternity brother level seriousness about the whole fucking situation. Because, oh, well, man, it'll work out or fucking my dad will write a check. What's the big deal? Jesus. It's not like we don't have the dollars. We print the motherfuckers. How many you want? We are out of ideas. We are not fixing problems. We are doing what we can to minimize their impact. We have no solutions. We've stopped working together as a country in any capacity whatsoever other than the military. So what does my country represent anymore that makes me feel connected to it? Diversity, I suppose. There is, it seems like in everybody I know, a legitimate desire to do something better than what's currently going on. Just no outlet in which to pursue those initiatives. I mean, look at me, recording mindless drivel at 5 o'clock in the morning because I don't know what else to do to make people realize this is the time. Improvements have to come now. We cannot let the shenanigans go to their full end course or we'll be filled with a world full of nonsense. Because as someone who was willing to take my own situation and cover up whatever I had to to make you still think that I was somewhat sane and not completely off my rocker, well... everything comes into play. There's nothing you won't do because you've incrementally protected this vision of yourself all the way to this point. So to think you won't pull out all the stops here at the end as it's unraveling, well, of course you will. And you've known this since you first crossed the line. Because one of the things crossing lines does is it makes you say, okay, Just this. No further. Well, it makes you think, how far will I go? What level of line crossing am I capable of? I mean, sure, I picked up these gloves that have been sitting in the lost and found for a year and a half that nobody's claimed. All right, I shouldn't have done that. Hopefully nobody fires me tomorrow when I get to work. Oh man, why'd I do this? I'm never doing anything bad again. Never doing anything bad again. Right? Or then there's the guy that has no issue watching 230 million people lose their potential retirement and security in the future by running away with a little money that Nobody will notice is gone until I'm gone. You don't get to be the biggest pension thief of all time without dabbling in some shoplifting on the way. So the lines that are crossed now, given the state of the world that we're in currently, well... I mean, they've got to be deep inside the super secret safe, inside the locked up envelopes, inside the thing that's hand cuffed to your wrist, the briefcase that'll blow up if you don't get it open in 15 seconds. I mean, we're talking the most dramatic plans of all. The, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, if it comes to the end of the world, yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, we'll throw that one in the pan, but let's hope that never has to happen. Well... Those are the folders being opened today. And so to those of you opening those folders, I give you one more chance to say, I guess I don't have to destroy the planet. I could just come clean and say, okay, 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 okay. I'm the guy that did all this shit. Right? 
I mean, that's what I'm basically saying. I'm so sure that I'm as guilty as anyone that I'll just basically say it's all my fault. Where we are is all my fault. Everything that you did, you did because I should have been there to help you not do it. Everything that you can think of that you might do wrong next, it's because I'm here giving you the inspiration to think of those things. So it's all my fault. Let's just get over it and start making a better world. Literally, it's that simple. Okay. Hello, universe. Uh, there is an hour and five minute. Okay. 65 minutes and 32 seconds, I believe, is what I just saw as I hit stop on something I thought would take me 20 minutes. So there's either 45 minutes of, holy shit, what am I thinking listening to this? Or there's 45 minutes of, okay, you've already said that. You've already dropped that point. You've already forgotten to get back to that. You've already told us that three times. Okay, when are you going to get to number eight on your list? When is that going to happen? So given that there's now another 43 seconds, 44 seconds of your life being reduced to this, I would say don't go further. This one, given that I thought I only had 15 to 20 minutes worth of shit to say, is over an hour. Proceed at your own risk. 